Drew Carey, have you guys seen this video? I'm going to share it with you in just a second. Absolutely unhinged and foaming at the mouth. Just this wild, ravenous, malevolent rant um, against, you know, pretty much anybody who's not Joe Biden, according to him, or anybody who's against, you know, um, any Democratic nominee, even though he claims he's a libertarian. Um, I'm going to share this video with you, and then we're going to do a little bit of a critical analysis, because if you've been watching our channel, listening to our podcast, you know that um, I'm a big believer in data. I'm a big believer in policy. I'm a big believer in results. Uh, I'm not really a big believer in talk. Uh, our channel is all about kind of deconstructing these uh, messages and these people of, of influence and import who are conveying a premise that has just got a lot of holes in it. And the problem is, is they're influencing millions of people. So let's watch this absolutely complete breakdown berserk video. And then we're going to talk about it. Check this out. What do you think about uh, Trump? How did he do? Do you think he should run again? No, I'm not a fan at all. The worst president we ever had. One of the worst human beings ever. He should be nowhere near Washington. He should be nowhere near any kind of power. I hope he ends up in jail. I really do. Him and his family need to end up in jail for all this nonsense to stop. He's the worst. What do you think was the worst thing that that he did? And why would he be in jail? Name something. The the it was a the January sixth insurrection when I that whole day I was so mad watching that whole thing. Everybody involved in that should be in jail. Everybody. Everybody that gave a speech, everybody that broke into the Capitol, whether they were doing anything or not, even just wandering around jail. That's a bunch of bullshit, you know. And the the big lie about the election being stolen, uh, all the graft, uh, all the like one lie after the next, the way he handled COVID and let all these people die. He, it, he's a maniac. I got no good thing to say about Donald Trump. He actually shut down the country. What do you hope happens? For the record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. This has been a great conversation. Uh, my last question for you is what do you hope happens? Before you know it, 2024 will be here. What do you think? Are you going to support a libertarian uh, candidate again, or what do you think? Uh, I'm going to support whoever can knock down Trump and Trumpism. You know, I think it's the whole idea is a danger to the country. The idea that you know you can support somebody who believes in elect, who just lies outright, and you're going to support him because you're afraid of getting primaried or something like that. Trumpism has to die, and I don't care if somebody's libertarian Whoa. or not. Uh, if you can beat those people and push them back and get them the F out of the uh, powers, I'm going to support whoever does that. If it's a Democrat, fine. Uh, just get out. Because there's no place for that kind of stuff anymore. I'm not putting up with it. First of all, I completely agree about January 6th. I was, I was just as angry as anybody. As much as I love my country, as much as I love due process, as much as I love the Constitution, um, the peaceful transfer of power, etc., etc., Completely agree with that. I do. I disagree on pretty much everything else he says. I don't think it was Trump's fault. I think blaming somebody for a speech that somebody gave in a free country and saying that, well, he made me do it, 
it borders on really a, a kind of psychological mental breakdown because you cannot blame someone. You're, these are grown adults, I was going to say, you know. These are grown men and women. They have sovereignty over their own choices. To blame somebody else, to blame their egregious actions on somebody else is, to me, a shortcut to thinking. And it really completely defeats the idea that we have our we have free will, we have control over our actions. So I completely disagree with that. But the, the real crux of this, the really important aspect of this video, if you've been paying attention, and again, the rhetorical principles, audience, purpose, message, breaking down the language choices, what they actually mean, the actual implication of the words. He didn't mention, first of all, the policy um, that he was so critical of Donald Trump during the pandemic. Donald Trump shut down the country almost immediately. Once his advisors, Fauci being one of the main ones, told him this is something we need to really seriously contend with. This is a serious problem. He shut down the country immediately. He shut down uh, um, airlines uh, from entering the country uh, from abroad and, and from outside the U.S. Almost immediately, he followed the guidelines. He shut down during his watch as president. He shut down the country. He shut down businesses. He shut. So he did everything that his medical advisors, I'm using quotations now because so much has come out about Fauci and all of the misinformation and the misguidance and the mishandling, which was really not Trump. Look, he says a lot of BS things. He says a lot of idiotic things. But to say that he handled the pandemic terribly, you're not ascribing the blame to the right people. He was following his medical expert advisors, advisors to the White House administration, which is Fauci and the other uh, Dr. Brisby, I forget her name, uh, but other doctors of that nature. Uh, and so he trusted his guidance uh, of his experts. Um, the second thing I want to say, so he's wrong about that. He doesn't mention any policy. They should all be in jail. Every single, even the ones who wandered around. Wow. Um, he's just awful. Pick something. He can't pick anything. He can't actually list a policy that is it was not working and in, in, in that that you can compare to what is happening right now in the country you cannot he he actually cannot identify a policy why because the country was prosperous during trump's reign the country was doing fantastic economically fantastic the labor market was amazing fantastic on foreign policy and foreign diplomacy fantastic in so many regards small businesses like myself other businesses mid small large were doing amazing families could afford gas families could afford their mortgage payments their rent interest rates were at an all-time low um, there were no wars so He's he's not again. I'm not. I'm not. It, I take. I like what. Um, I'm gonna play for you a clip by Jamie Dimon, the CEO of of Chase Bank, just because I think this is so important to understand. These Hollywood types, these celebrities, Mark Ruffalo, Robert. Oh God, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo is the biggest space cadet of all of them. De Niro, uh, Howard Stern, Drew Carey. You know, Whoopi Goldberg. Ugh. If there's anybody who makes me want to vomit more than Mark Ruffalo, it's probably Whoopi Goldberg. These people don't have any substance to their arguments. 
they want they they are happy with a guy who literally cannot get through a speech without displaying a severe mental deficiency they are happy with a border a border crisis that is something we've never seen in our country before they're happy with our the perception that america has in the global economy in the global political spectrum where people are laughing at, at president biden this administration he's happy with kamala harris who is an absolute abomination in every definition of the term um he's happy with the the interest rates he's happy with seeing our country right now deteriorate from within that's what these people are purporting that's what these people are advocating for and it's reaching millions of people they should all be in jail all, there's nothing of substance let me play for you this clip from uh jamie diamond just pay attention to this this kind of um compliments what i'm trying to say here remove the person focus on the policy listen to this how do you see the u.s economy playing itself out over the next 12 months this is an election year we've yeah. been talking a lot about what just took place in iowa yeah. and trying to understand how the american public is going to feel about the economy may ultimately uh, dictate how uh the president is decided yes i agree with that i i think it's a mistake to assume that everything's hunky-dory and, you know, and when stock markets are up, it's kind of like this little drug we all feel like it's just great. You know, but remember, we've had so much fiscal and monetary stimulation. So I'm a little more on the cautious side that we are facing a lot of things in 20 and 24 or 25. And you, you mentioned Ukraine, the terrorist activity in Israel, the Red Sea, quantitative tightening, which I still question if we understand exactly how that works. I don't think we do. How QE actually worked, what the effect of negative, you know, zero rates was for all this time. Uh, and obviously the politics and, you know, and then the Ukrainian war is affecting oil, gas, food, migration. So you have all these very powerful forces that are going to be affecting us in 24 and 25. So if I was the government, I would be preparing for what I'm going to do about that, assuming things aren't good. And I just also want to point out, and I, I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA, you know, and you, if you travel this country, you know, and the country's unbelievable. We took our bus trip this year, and Leslie Picker was on Spokane and Boise and Bozeman. People are growing. They're hungry to grow. They're innovating. It's, it's everywhere. It's not just Silicon Valley. So we've got this great hand. But when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and, but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family Listen values. Now, if you look, just take a step back. Be honest. He's kind of right about NATO kind of right about immigration. Mm -hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade, China ta virus. Tax reform worked. Mm -hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't, th I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when yeah. he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like, but he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should, have, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. And it's, I, I agree. It's done quite a bit. And, Let you know, the it. Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not, hugging on to their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? Jimmy. So if you, if you remember that I just posted a video yesterday on Chuck Schumer. 
and how Senator Schumer, who was on uh, one of the network cable uh, stations, talking about the bill, the um, Ukraine and border bill that uh, the Senate just agreed upon with Mitch McConnell, that's probably going to uh, arrive dead on arrival uh, to the House. The House is probably not going to pass it. If you haven't seen that video, I'll leave it in the end screen. But uh, isn't it the job of the politician to bring people together? And like what Jamie Dimon said and this other guy said, how, how, do, you, how do you alienate 75 million Americans? Why? You're supposed to. And what did Chuck Schumer said? Chuck Schumer said, we need to drown out the noise of Trump and his minions. Excuse me, sir, but half the country, half the United States of America actually believe in the policies that allowed them to prosper prior to this current administration coming into power. So I agree with Jamie Dimon. Stop disrespecting these people. You're alienating them. You're dismissing them. You're uh, um, tr sticking your nose up at them. Treat it like, like you know so much more than them. Your elitist stances against them are wholly unbecoming. But just downright rude and disrespectful. So listen to, but that's the point of what Jamie Dimon said. And you hear all these people and it's just like, yeah, he said this. Of course, he said awful things. Trump said awful things. I'm not, I'm not uh, arguing that. There's a lot of things he said that I completely just, I, I've said this many, many times. I think somebody, a really hard-nosed PR guy who's not afraid to say no to him needs to take his phone away from him. Needs to, um, even though I kind of like some of his tweets, um, needs to tell him to just shut up. Just stop talking about, don't, don't no more ad hominem. Just stick to policy. Just stick to what got you here, that you're fighting for America. And if you're going to attack somebody, attack these, these career politicians, these power-hungry, corrupt, hypocritical politicians that are doing everything to keep their claws uh, engraved in this uh, uh, in their in their power, so that that's who you should be going after. Um, so it's it's really really interesting to see this, and um, the 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 real critical analysis here that I want to just share with you is there's nothing of substance. These people who are attacking the policies that worked, they're going after the person, and I agree the person maybe is not the most ideal person that we want. But between somebody who's practically in a coma and who is enacting laws, legislation, and policies that are absolutely detrimental to our country versus policies that have worked, will work again, but the person maybe is iffy, I'm taking that. I'm choosing that pragmatism practicality give me another choice give me another choice i'm happy to i'm open-minded to other choices but these are our choices and so i pass this off to you what do you guys think of what i just said what do you guys think of drew carey going on this uh, uh relentless rant what do you guys think of jamie diamond what do you guys think of the fact that you're seeing this you know kind of consortium of influencers celebrities uh pundits who are attacking policies of the past that actually worked, basing it on this real personal, you know, uh, avenue of attacks 
that have no substance. There's zero substance. And by going after the personal attacks, what they're really, the egregious thing here is they're overlooking the current, the current policies that are fractured, broken, irresponsible, irrational, and not working. They're just not working, pure and simple. The data doesn't lie. If you watch my previous videos, you will see I go really in-depth on the data of the border, the data of higher education, the data that DEI doesn't work, the data of the economic policies, the data of the deficit that we're in, the data of all these decisions and policies and the ramifications of both. So I'd love to hear from you. Let me know in the comments what you think. Let me know in the comments. I respond to all the comments personally. If you made it this far, don't forget, in our uh, pinned comment and in the description is our free newsletter. It's imperative. It's free. Just sign up and you'll never miss another video, breaking news, update. We're going to be going hard and strong all year. This is the most consequential year in the history of our country. So make sure you sign up for that. It's absolutely free. Check out these videos that I was just talking about. These are super, super powerful. Click on these right now. Make sure you subscribe down there. God bless the United States of America. God bless you, and I'll see you soon.